Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ever walk by a shelf in your local bookstore full of books wrapped in brown paper? They're blind dates with books, where you buy a book without knowing the title, the cover, or the author, and it's a great way to discover new books you might never have picked for yourself. Book Riot is giving away five blind dates with books. Executive editor Amanda Nelson will take a trip to her local Indian Richmond called Chop Suey, and she'll pick five at random off their shelves to mail to five random winners. To enter to win your own blind date with a book, go to bookriot.com slash blind date and sign up for our upcoming Read This Book newsletter, where we will send you a single solitary book recommendation once per week. That's bookriot.com slash blind date to enter, or go see if your local indie participates in their own blind date shelves. You're listening to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 229, and today we are talking about books being released on October 8th, 2019, and more. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with Kelly Jensen, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Uh, So, it's been fun already so far. Um, Lots of technical difficulties. (laughs) Um, The sun is beating down on the house right now, like on this side, right by where I'm sitting, so it's like 20 degrees out or 30 degrees out or whatever, but I'm dying in here. Meanwhile, uh, we discovered that our furnace doesn't work, so <gasps> I'm I'm in my recording space, like, freezing. Oh, no! <laughs> it's, like, it's gray and rainy out and, like, pretty much the opposite of what you're, <laughs> you're experiencing right now. Oh, it must be, like, the year or something, because we lost our furnace, too, a couple months <sighs> ago. It's not cheap. I'm hoping it's just a small thing. Fingers crossed. We'll I'll see. Keep, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you, too. Maybe it's, like, a... A bunny-related incident or something. Well, we did pull out the the um, filter and looked at it, and we're like, "Oh, that's not good." <laughs> so, so hopefully, it's just something related to like a flick of a switch or something that we don't know enough about to take care of on our own. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So those are our exciting lines. <laughs> Actually, no. I, I mean, I did have a, an exciting adventure this week. Um, I went to NEBA, which is the New England Independent Booksellers Association. Uh, I was invited to interview some authors, uh, so I was able to interview Tamsin Muir, who is the author of Gideon the Ninth. Uh, she was in London, so we did it through Skype, and it was incredible. Um, the call never dropped once, which is amazing, because Ooh. I call Rebecca in Richmond, and the call drops 500 times. <laughs> so um, she was just lovely. And then I interviewed Aaron Morgenstern um, of The Night Circus and the upcoming Starless Sea, uh, who was just the loveliest person ever. And it was so much fun. I got to meet several listeners, and I just want to give a shout-out to Gibran and Abby from Briar Patch Books in Bangor, who gave me a ride home, uh, because they go all the way up through the middle of Maine, uh, so they go by my house, and I just, I love that I did not have to take the bus. (laughs) (laughs) While you're having those adventures, I am, uh, I'm on an audience committee, like, I can't talk about which one I'm on, but uh, I got all of my... My well, I shouldn't say all. I got half of my assigned titles uh, a couple weeks ago, so I've been like 
mainlining audiobooks. Like wow. during work hours, I'm like, I have to listen because so many of my audiobooks are over 15 hours long. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, this is like how how does a person get this much listening in in time? They can't. Like you have to do it during like every hour that you don't need to actively use your brain. And fortunately, uh the books I've listened to so far have been good. Um but it's it's a lot of listening. So your category is obviously unedited books. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 15 hours. Wow. That's a that's, lot. That's a shorter one. The first one I did was like 17 and a half. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hold still that long to pay attention. I do I do really want to listen to an audiobook someday. I, I, you know, I tried in my car for like 20 seconds, and I could not pay attention and drive at the it's same hard. time. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. This is a bad idea for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know what is a good idea? I will tell you about our next sponsor. Yeah. Before we get going here with the books. Um, today's episode is sponsored in part by Ritual. Um, everyone wants to do the right things to keep their bodies healthy in the long run. Uh, but even if you try really hard to do all the correct things, you eat kale salads and you drink green smoothies, um, people are still not likely to get all of the essential nutrients that they need on a daily basis. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Uh, Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food, um, and it's in clean, absorbable forms with no harmful additives or ingredients. It's just the actual nutrients themselves. And so you take two easy-to-take capsules uh, that provide nine nutrients every day, uh, and there's from uh, vitamin D3 to omega-3, Ritual's Essentials for Women to help fill the gaps in a woman's diet. Uh, And it's a no-nausea capsule design, so you can take it without having eaten food. I take mine, like... It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I have not eaten at that point, and um, (laughs) it does not upset my stomach like the rest of my vitamins did. Um, I still take a couple of vitamins uh, that are just, because they're just horrible, disgusting, disgusting to taste. So I'm so happy when I take my Ritual Vitamin because it's minty and lovely. And it's also um, vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. So if you are one of those obsessive label readers... Um, this is all the great stuff about them. And you can also find out their sources. They're right out there for the whole world to see. Um, and a subscription is easy to start. Um, and it's also easy to pause and it's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients your body needs delivered every month. So, I mean, I'm, you know, the laziest person, (laughs) you know, like I have to take special vitamins, um, because I eat vegan, so they're not at my grocery store, so I have to make special trips to get them, and I'm just like, ugh, I don't want to <laughs> do this. And, you know, like I said, some of the ones I take are so disgusting. I take this iron thing called a blood builder because my iron is very low, and it's just horrible. Um, it it just tastes disgusting, and I have to drink, like, several things at once to try and mask the taste, uh, but not with these. They're so minty. I just, mm-hmm. I, it just makes me so happy, and you just feel like, oh, this is refreshing when you're taking it, um, and it's so easy because they come to you. Like, you don't have to go to them, because, like, as I said, I'm so lazy, uh, mm-hmm. and so I'm just so happy. I've been doing it for, I think, over a year now. I've been taking them, and I love them, um, so you also can try Ritual because better health doesn't happen overnight. That would be great if it did, but it doesn't. Uh, so right now, Ritual is offering listeners 10% off during your first three months. You go to ritual.com slash books to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash books. And we thank them for sponsoring. All right. I, like, even when I talk about the 
when I talk about the vitamins, I kind of want to take one. I'm like, oh, I want <laughs> minty. But, but I'm not going to. Um, so uh, I have a few, like, I think really seasonally appropriate reads today. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with a book that I absolutely love. It's called Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghost by Kate Reculia. Uh, she wrote Bellwether Rhapsody, which is such a fun novel. If you have not read it, it's like um, Agatha Christie meets The Shining. It's a, a group of high school students at a band competition who get snowed in in this giant hotel where there had been a murder. So good. Um, I, I love Kate because her influences and her favorite things growing up were Agatha Christie and The Westing Game, so we're, like, soulmates, basically. Uh, <laughs> and this new one is, like, a grown-up version of The Westing Game set in Boston. Uh, Tuesday Mooney is this eccentric loner. Uh, she likes to wear all black. The title of the book in the UK is actually called Tuesday Mooney Wore Black, so, of course, I had to get one of those as well. Um, and so she hangs out with her friend Poindexter, uh, or they call him Dex, uh, and her cat, and uh, she had a friend when she was young named Abby who disappeared when they were in their teens, and she was very affected by this, and she's never really recovered from it. It's it's, it's a hurt that she's always carried. Um, and Abby talks to her in her head, um, and her job is soliciting money from the fabulously wealthy. Uh, she works for Boston General Hospital doing um, fundraiser donations, and one night she is at an auction, uh, for a billionaire, and he dies, like, at the auction. And everyone's like, huh! And his obituary, when it runs in the paper, is something that he wrote himself, and he says that there is a citywide treasure hunt that he has set up using clues from Edgar Allan Poe, and whoever figures it out gets his money. So, again, so that's why it's, like, you know, Westing game for adults. And it's so much fun. So she decides uh, she could use some help, so she gets her friend Dex uh, and her teen neighbor Dory and another young man who is fabulously wealthy named Archie who might have something to do with the billionaire who died, uh, and they're going to go and try and figure out the puzzle. Um, it's charming. It's spooky. It's big-hearted. Um, I feel like this book wears its heart on its sleeve. It's so earnest. Um, the cast of characters are so wonderful, and uh, she treats them all with such love, you know, and their fears and anxieties and hurts. Like, she's just so, so kind to them, and it's really fun. It's Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts by Kate Reculia. My first pick is uh, a book that came out last week, so it's out already, and that is 13 Doorways, Wolves Behind Them All by Laura Ruby, which might be my favorite title in a long, long time. Um, so I'm not usually one to enjoy World War II stories, but this book defies literally everything I thought I knew about them. And it taught me uh, about a practice that happened at that time period that I didn't know anything about. So the, the premise of the story is it's set in Chicago during World War II, and it's about a girl named Frankie and her younger sister and older brother who are sent to live in an orphanage. After her mother has died, or so she believes, um, and her father, he remarries to this other woman who has a whole other family. Um, he's ditching the old family, and he's going to go, you know, hitch it with the new. Um, so as we learn about Frankie in this orphanage, we, uh, we are seeing it through the eyes of a ghost named Pearl, who she wanders the streets and observes the world, uh, both the living world and the ghost world uh, that's going on around her. Through watching Frankie struggle with adjusting to living in this orphanage, as well as learning that her brother is being sent to war, 
and the boy that she has a crush on is being sent to war, we begin to understand why it is that Pearl is dead and what her connection to Frankie really is. Uh, Meanwhile, Frankie learns that her father moving in with his new wife and children uh, means that they're actually going to move to Colorado, and he's not taking them with. Uh, So he's ditching them at the orphanage for his new family. But they're there for only a little bit, and when he returns... She's kicked out of the orphanage and forced to live with the family again, where suddenly a whole bunch of secrets about the entire family and their story um, come to light. So this is a this is a ghost story and a novel of historical fiction, and it's a story about love and loss, and um, it's just it's so full of heart, and it's this beautiful literary gem. Um, Ruby is so good at writing these complex and lush stories and um, writing about girls throughout history and all of the poor choices that are given to them to thrive, whether it's in their lives inside or outside of relationships. This book reminded me a lot of uh, what Novorensima writes, and I was particularly taken with Chicago during this time period. Um, and both Pearl the Ghost and Frankie, our living character, have these incredible voices, and um, their connection to one another is just so powerful. Um, and I, I mentioned loving, loving, loving the book title, which will make perfect sense to readers as they. Um, flow through the story and understand what that that really means um that is 13 doorways wolves behind them all by laura ruby so my next book is one of the most anticipated of the year and everyone i know who has read it just absolutely loves it i absolutely love it it's how we fight for our lives by saeed jones it's such an amazing amazing memoir um you might know him from buzzfeed He's an editor there, and he was also on their uh, Twitter show AM to DM for a while. And you might just know him from Twitter because he has a fabulous sense of humor and a great Twitter account. And also, he is a wonderful poet. He wrote uh, Prelude to a Bruise from Coffeehouse Press uh, a couple years ago, which won all the awards, and it's just wonderful. Um, And this is his novel about growing up in the South, a gay black man. Um, He has just turned himself inside out on the pages. He's just laid it all out there. Um, it's such a heartbreaking, visceral, gorgeous book, and it just will leave you shaken um, after you read it. Uh, he grew up in Texas, and like I said, he he was gay and black, um, and he only had his single mother to help him sort of navigate the prejudice and homophobia in a part of the country where those are dangerous things to be. Um, and it goes from Texas to Kentucky to New York City, as he figure out, he figures out who he wants to be um, and the positives and negatives that come into his life um, because of that. And I think that the words powerful and raw are often overused um, for, for books and for especially for memoirs, but those are the two adjectives that just stay with me when I read this. I mean, he's just, his writing is incendiary. He's such an incredible writer. Um, and the book is so extremely moving, you know, as we get like, it's like this, um, glimpse into his young life that he's just, he's just laid it all out there for everyone to see. If you liked, um, Heavy by Kiese Lehman, um, and, uh, you know, Ocean Vuong, those are great comps to this. Uh, I just feel like he's so brave. Saeed is so brave to trust us 
with this story. Um, it's very, it's like 190 pages, I think. It's very slim, um, but it packs such a punch. It is How We Fight for Our Lives by Saeed Jones. Why don't we talk about our next sponsor? All right. I really want to read this. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> so our next sponsor is The Dark Lord Clementine by Sarah Jean Horwitz, new from Algonquin Young Readers. Uh, as the only child of the infamous Dark Lord, 12-year-old Clementine has been groomed since birth to be the best evil overlord that she can be. But everything changes the day her father is cursed by a mysterious rival. Now Clementine must not only search for a way to break the curse, but also take on full responsibilities of a Dark Lord. As Clementine forms her first friendships and discovers more about her magic, she starts to question everything she's been taught. What if the Dark Lord Clementine doesn't want to be dark after all? This is an upbeat middle grade fantasy, and author Sarah Jean Horwitz unpacks and upends typical fairy tale tropes with clever wordplay and tongue-in-cheek genre-savvy humor, such as the Gricken, a spell book that has been enchanted into a chicken. Perfect for fans of Howl's Moving Castle and Disney's The Descendants. Thank you to Algonquin Young Readers and The Dark Lord Clementine by Sarah Jean Horwitz. It sounds so fun. My next book is not fun. Um, (laughs) Okay. I mean, I loved it, but it's not, like, uplifting. Um, That's apparently a theme in all of my books today. So, sorry. Um, Or you're welcome, whichever. This, uh, the next book I have is The Gracier by Kim Liggett. And if you want a book that really is a mashup of The Handmaid's Tale and The Lord of the Flies, this feminist dystopia is a total powerhouse of a read. Uh, earlier this year, just this summer, in fact, uh, Wilder Girls came out and it had a similar premise, but, um, I didn't love it the way a lot of other people did, and I was like, oh, maybe I won't read The Grey Seer. You know, I might be disappointed. Uh, I'm glad I didn't do that, because this book is a knockout. Um, so during a girl's 16th year, she's sent for something called her Gracier, and this is meant to wear off the power that she has over men and boys. So things like the scent of her skin, the lore of her body, uh, all the temptations that uh, 16-year-old girls have are disposed of when girls are sent away for this Gracier. But what makes the Gracier particularly terrifying is that no one is allowed to talk about it, meaning that uh, when the new class comes in each year, they're completely unaware of what actually happens, uh, though they are well aware that not all girls make it back at home alive. Uh, some don't make it back home by choice and others by force. So 16-year-old Tierney James, she dreams of having a better life and a society that doesn't pit friend against friend or woman against woman. But as her own gracier draws near, she realizes that it's not just the brutal elements, like the outside elements that they have to fear. And it's not even the poachers who live in the woods uh, hoping to have a chance at grabbing the girls in order to make a fortune on the black market by capturing uh, a gracier girl. The greatest threat might, in fact, be the other girls themselves. So this is a book with have uh, with really sharp uh, 
Sharp prose and gritty realism. It examines the complex and twisted relationships that can exist between girls, the women that they become, and the difficult decisions that they have to make in between those things. There's a really interesting romance that happens in this book, and at first blush, it doesn't feel right. And it's interesting because I read a number of reviews of this book that talked about uh, how annoying the romance was. But um, at the heart of the romance is one of the biggest themes in the book and what I think really packs the biggest wall up with the story that uh, essentially, regardless of gender, we are all part of a system meant to keep us down and hold us back from being our best selves. Um, it's a really fresh story. It's gritty. It's so good. I loved it. Um, and that is The Gracier by Kim Liggett. All right. And it's going to be a movie. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or a TV show. One of those things. Mm -hmm. But, like, soon. Like, they bought the rights several months ago, and I think they're already working on it. So, Which which makes perfect sense. Like, it's very cinematic in the way that it's written. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Um, so, my next pick is... I, we Everyone at Book Riot, it showed up on Edelweiss, and we all went, ah, at the same time when we saw this. <laughs> um, it's In the Hall with the Knife... A Clue Mystery by Diana Peterfreund. And it is indeed, it's a fun start to a trilogy based on the Hasbro game. Grame? What is that? And the game um, Clue, <laughs> obviously. I mean, I'm pretty sure like 99% of everyone knows what Clue is. The game where it's like, in the hall with the knife. Um, so it's, first of all, I'm very excited about this new trend, apparently, that um, creepy upsetting books need to be set in Maine again. Um, because there's, this one is set in Maine. Uh, there was Tell Me Everything with the private school in the middle of nowhere. There's The Return, which is the horror novel that I am so, so, so excited about that's coming out next year. Um, because Maine is a scary place. Um, case in point, me. So I'm very excited about this new trend. Uh, so there is a school called Black Brook Academy. It is a private school set in the middle of the woods in Maine. And there is a giant storm that comes on fast and sort of just covers the ground with snow and, like, floods everything um, before they can even really do anything about it. And 11 people are stranded together because of the storm. Power's out. You know, a terrible storm. It's a great setting. Um, and there, some of these people, uh, you will start to recognize their names. There is Scarlet Mystery, who is the class president there's Beth Peacock, who is a <laughs> tennis pro. She's a teen tennis star uh, with a lot of anger issues. There's Finn Plum, who is the golden boy of school. Um, and he's, I think they, I can't remember exactly. It's like he's part of Scarlet's power couple. Like they're just intent, intent on like making the school the best that it can be. And like, but it's not like a romantic relationship. Uh, there's Vaughn Green, who is a townie, so he's sort of an outsider. He got a scholarship to go to Blackbrook Academy, but some of the students are not happy that he's there because he's just he's just from Maine. Um, and then <laughs> the headmaster is Headmaster Body, so that's awesome and fun. And so, like, there's all these little things about the game that, like, you see in the story. But um, Headmaster Body is found dead in the conservatory. Uh, and so each student... At the school, like, each of the students who are um, part of the main cast are hiding a secret. And so they're all hiding secrets. Everyone has a motive. Some people have been seen saying these things. 
Some people have been seen, you know, doing these things. So everyone, we kind of get like a little glimpse, like everyone might be up to something shady. Um, it's really fun. So, it, you know, it's just like, it's just like Clue. Um, it has the, the main stereotypes, you know, the characters say, uh, yeah, and can't get there from here, you know. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, you know, it's just, it's really fun. Um, so if you really like Clue, if you like, you know, f- um, if you like Clue, <laughs> I guess, you know, and, and like puzzle mysteries. Um, this is a great one. They were, they are talking about remaking the movie, which I think is a terrible idea. Um, I try not to be like that get off my lawn kind of person, but, you know, despite being in, you know, it's quite problematic now when you watch it. Um, it was also perfection, you know, from Tim Curry. And, you know, I, I just, I'll always love leaving as Mr. Body, and I just, I don't want them to do it. I know I could just not watch it. That's what's going to happen. Um, but I'll still, you know, stamp my foot about it. Uh, so this book is fun. It's in the hall with the knife, a clue mystery. And like I said, it's the first in a trilogy. So there's going to be more. Um, it's by Diana Peterfreund. I lied when I said all my books were dark. This one is not. I have, <laughs> I have one like fun light one, Hooray! and that is. Yeah, uh, so this one comes out October 15th, so next week, but I love it so much and saw that you guys weren't going to talk about it next week, so I was like, I need to I need to talk about it. And it is uh, Jackpot by Nick Stone. And uh, first, I think Nick Stone is writing real teen books for teen readers. Like, she understands them so well and writes to them and for them in a way that is just so noteworthy. Um so this is a book about a girl named Rico, who is a high school senior. She lives with her mom and her younger brother, and they are very poor. So after school, Rico works shifts at the local gas station, and all of the money that she makes there goes toward helping her family survive. She isn't lucky enough to have the financial stability that a lot of her classmates have, and that insecurity, which is real, um, is a big part of the driver of how she behaves. And sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's quite judgmental of of other people around her. Um, So the story starts the night before Christmas when Rico sells a winning lottery ticket for a mega huge jackpot, and it goes unclaimed by the recipient. So wanting to do something good, knowing how important that money could be to somebody, um, and having an idea of who the person was who bought the ticket – Rico decides that she is going to track this woman down um, so that the the woman cashes in the ticket. While she uh, goes to do that, she is using the help of a boy uh, who she's had a crush on, who also happened to be at the gas station that night. And um, this is about what happens when they go on that little adventure together to uh, get this woman to cash in that lottery ticket. Rico's voice in this is really sharp and moving. And then my favorite part of this romance, part mystery, part adventure are um, the voices that come in from various inanimate objects in the book. So we get to hear like the uncashed lottery tickets voice. We get to hear, um, I when I say this example, it's going to be weird, but like we get to hear from the bedsheets of the boy she has a crush on, which is not what it sounds like. It's, um, it's, it's <laughs> totally innocent. <laughs> it does sound weird, but it's in a totally innocent context. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's fun to have these voices that, um, 
offer interesting perspectives and also shed a little bit of light on the chip that Rico has on her shoulder. Um, it's a really fun read with an authentic voice and it's super funny. Um, I feel like this book showcases the incredible range Nick Stone has as an author. She has written um, a, a really powerful, deep, important book. And she's written a book about different types of relationships that are, um, totally normal to have. And then she's written this like funny little, I, I don't want to call it a rom-com because I don't think it's capital R romance, but there is romance at the heart of it. And, um, it's just fun. And that is Jackpot by Nick Stone. She's cranking them out. She has another yeah. one coming out. She has a middle grade novel called Clean she Getaway has, coming out in, Jan- I think the first week in January. She has three books coming out next year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's uh, impressive. Uh, that's amazing. Um, my last pick is The Furies by Katie Lowe, uh, which I read a very long time ago, um, because my friends in the UK were like, this is so much fun, you need to read it, and so they sent it to me, and it, it is so much fun. It, uh, I'm gonna say this at the beginning, and I will remind you again at the end. This is a novel for adults. Um, it is a sweet and nasty private school novel, and so this is gonna sound familiar to you. Um, it's a book that takes place at an elite private school. Uh, the book opens with the death of a student. Uh, we already know that they are dead, and then we get the story of how that happened. Uh, the student who joins the school is sort of an outsider, and she wants to be part of this fabulous group uh, led by a mysterious teacher. Like, what does that sound like? It sounds like The Secret History. I'm not going to lie, that is the plot of The Secret History. Um, if you want a Secret History comp, I would not recommend this other than the structure, but this is really fun. And you know how much I love The Secret History. Like, I'm not like, oh, the ripping <laughs> off The Secret History. I mean, I really enjoyed this. Um, like I said, it's, it's really fun and nasty. So it's set at Elm Hollow Academy, which is a private girls' school, and there is a teenager named Violet. She has been sent there to the school after an accident that took the lives of her father and sister. Um, her mother doesn't really know what to do with her, and she ends up at this school. Um, she meets Robin, Grace, and Alex, who are these girls that sort of mystify her, and she wants to be a part of their group. They are uh, taught by Annabelle, sort of like outside of class. They learn about the town's witch trial history, and the girls are very taken with their teacher, um, and the idea of, like, being a witch. They, they're sort of, like, under, under a spell. They, they want to be witches. They want to um, right their wrongs. They want to get revenge. You know, they're the Furies. Um, and then uh, a young girl is found murdered. And we find out that uh, she had been missing for nine months. And she, also, she looks just like Violet. Um, it's sort of like the craft meets the secret history um, and meets Megan Abbott. Those are all great things. I mean, just squish them. Yeah. They're, they're doing a remake of The Craft. Again, like, it's remake central here. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, um, and like and like the Secret History, Violet is sort of warned away from these students. Um, when she gets to school, they're like, oh, you know, they're trouble. Like, stay away from them. So, like, of course she wants to hang out with them. Um, and it's, and they're just so into, like, the mythology of the Furies and sort of drunk on their own youth and power. Um, it's a novel about female rage. But like I said, it's an adult novel. This is not like YA. Not that I would ever stop any teen from reading anything they wanted to read, but like it is, the audience is adults um, because there is uh, some really distressing things in the book, um, but it's also really, really fun. So again, it is mm-hmm. The Furies and it is by Katie Lowe. My last pick is Orpheus Girl 
by Bryn Rebel Henry. And this is a queer retelling of Orpheus. And it follows a girl named Rhea who lives with her grandmother in a small conservative Texas town. And this is in the early 2000s. So I believe it's 2004 exactly. Um, she is in love with a girl named Sarah. And the two of them have been caught together being intimate. Uh, as punishment for this, both Sarah and Rhea are sent to a re-education camp meant to help them change from being lesbian to being straight. Rhea hopes that um, she can help bust her and Sarah and fellow quote-unquote campers out. But um, after stealing a bus and crashing it, she and Sarah end up at a whole new level within this, this program, and uh, it's shock therapy. This is a, a lyrical read about two girls who are deeply in love in a place where it's super unsafe to be so. And um, it's about how they're able to stay true to themselves and their hearts when everybody is trying to change both of these things. Um, like I said, it's a it's a retelling of Orpheus. We get a mythological character list at the end for anybody who is like unfamiliar with these stories. And this is a really slim book. I want to say it was like 140 pages, but it packs in so much in such a short uh, number of pages. The the blurb I read for this one was like, uh, Sylvia Plath meets David Levithan. And I was like, how in the world? Like, what does that even mean? Uh, but I read this and I was like, okay, I 100% see how it is those two things. So if you even are intrigued by that blurb, like this book will satisfy. And that is Orpheus Girl by Bryn Rebel Henry. All right. Those are our new books. What are you going to read next? I am going to read Birthday by Meredith Russo. I haven't read it yet, and I've heard only great things. Yeah. What about you? Um, one of our coworkers just read it and is raving about it, and so I marked mm -hmm. it down to read. Um, I am going to read The Forgotten Girl. Uh, one of my favorite things about going to Neba is the trade show floor. I go out on the floor, and people are like, Liberty Hardy from all the books. Come look at what <laughs> we have, and please take several, and it's so much fun. And um, the one that really stuck out to me uh, that was recommended was The Forgotten Girl by India Hill Brown. It's a young adult novel, or a middle grade novel, actually, but it's a ghost story, and it sounds marvelous. So, I'm all about the ghost stories. Mm. I'm all about the ghost mm. stories, like, year-round, but, you know, there's certainly a lot more available to us coming out in this in this month of yeah. ghostly things. So For sure. And I think I have that one on my shelves, too, if I remember correctly. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm excited. So, that is it for us today. Thank you to our sponsors. Uh, you can go to bookriot.com slash blinddate to sign up to win a random book. You can go to ritual.com slash books to get 10% off your first three months. And thank you to The Dark Lord Clementine by Sarah Jean Horowitz, which is new from Algonquin Readers. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. Uh, you can drop us a line at all the books at bookriot.com. I'm still taking questions for the AMA that I'm doing, I think, next week. So if you've always wanted to ask me something, uh, like, <laughs> like why is Maine so scary, um, you know, you can do that. <laughs> all the books at bookriot.com. You can find us on Instagram. Kelly is Hey Kelly Jensen, and I am Franzen Comes Alive. And if you want to give us a treat, you can go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating or review. It helps other book lovers to find us. And as much as we would love to tell you about more books out today, we just don't have the time. You know, we say that every week, but I feel like it's really untrue because it's basically like, I just want to get back to reading. I'm really sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books, as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter. And in the meantime, happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.